This is the Evergreen Empire. Green grow the forests and fair flow the streams. The gentle deer grazes, the wild blossom gleams. From ocean wave raging to mountain serene. All nature's proclaiming our land's evergreen. Welcome to Columbia Conversations. I'm Felix Bennell, editor of Columbia Magazine for the Washington State Historical Society. On this episode, we speak with photographer, writer, and historian Gene Sherrard about the wintry weather of February 2019. We look at how this was the Seattle area's first big snowstorm of the social media era and what this means from a historical perspective. Going back a hundred years, you only have a handful of images, so it kind of makes it, it, it makes each one a little more precious. Gene Sherrard co-produces the very popular Now and Then column with Paul Dorpat for the Seattle Times. I spoke with Gene by phone from his home in Seattle as the area was still dotted with unmelted snow from February's big storm. It seems like, I mean, obviously, and this is kind of probably clearly obvious, the further you go back in time, the fewer images there are of particular snowstorms. Where in, in 1880, there's maybe a, maybe 10 or maybe a dozen, and a bunch yeah, more in 1916 many. and everything. But it seems like with the, the big snow of 2019, more photographs than I've ever seen of any Seattle snowstorm in the history of mankind. Um, and the, yeah. So, so tell, me, tell me, talk to me a little bit about the number of photographs, like just from what you've observed on social media and then what you've done in terms of the blog with Paul about the earlier snowstorms, about the difference between the, the sheer quantity of photos for this most recent storm. Well, of course, what we have now is, uh, you know, over the last 10 years, maybe more, we've got, we've got an army of photographers out there, and everyone is taking pictures of everything. And so as, as I was down in the market, because I'm, you know, I'm, I, I make an effort to, 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 to take a record of the latest snowfall from certain positions, because I'm repeating photographs that were taken long ago. And whenever I uh, whenever I'm out there, it's what's astonishing to me is to see the number of people with their cell phones up taking pictures. And, you know, that this is happening all over the world. So that's just a that's a phenomenon of 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 our uh, shifting technology in that we're now a world of photographers. So, yeah, we, we see, you know, from 1880 when when there were a, a handful of photographers in downtown Seattle and a few of them would get out in the snow with their equipment and take a few photographs. As you say, you know, maybe a dozen. Today, we I'd be surprised if there weren't hundreds of thousands of photos of, of our snow event or more. It's just it's almost incalculable. So I, I'm the the uh, I think the role of, a, of, of someone going out and taking pictures today is 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 to find you know, my role is to find something significant about about the snow in particular, rather than just choose a generic photo. So it's it's, but it is interesting to see how, uh, and this this is all over the world, of course. You know, there's you can you can poke a pin in any section of the map and on the planet, and there's likely a, a thousand photos taken from that perspective. But uh, as far as the snows in Seattle go, when we have an event like this, which is in its own way um, unique, uh, I think we didn't we break uh, at least 50 years of records with this last snowfall. Uh, it 
it seems like, um, of course, people are going to be out celebrating it in photographs and sending them all over the world. So that's that's uh, and and that's to me that's just kind of delightful. You know, I, I I'm I'm happy to be a participant in that in that recording, and uh, so the next process is we have to choose the good ones. <laughs> what really captured? You know what I mean? Like now we've got to start editing and. and, and which of these photos is gonna is gonna really evoke the the uh, the snow as it as it happened in 2019 and you know that so that's our next chore is to is to winnow and uh, and find some great ones but there are a lot out there that are delightful. I mean, think of the historian like like you know like Paul or you or me looking at photos of the snowstorm of 1880 and the the few you have to sift through. Think about someone 100 years from now looking at the snow of 2019. Imagine what they will have to sift through if that stuff still exists on hard drives or, or social media or somehow. That's just mind-boggling to me. It is. And it's, it's it, and I just, I, this is something I, I really can't, uh, uh, I, I don't think it's fathomable. I mean, how do we gather and then wander through this astonishing amount of of information and i think this is true of 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 snow photos and and photography in general and uh there's there's you know at this point we we don't have the editorial winnowing process which you know used to be conducted by by uh, media by newspapers and you know that that no longer exists there's no there's no one saying this is good and this isn't, and we're going to save this and we're not going to save that. So it's for future historians, for someone a hundred years from now, it's the, the, at one and the same time, the, the, uh, the amount of material is going to be so staggering. It, it, it will probably overwhelm, uh, uh, you know, there'll probably have to be some kind of artificial intelligence aspect to this where, you can you can wander through all of these uh, selections of photos with specific. You, you want to look at a picture from a specific angle on a specific street. You might just tap that into your to your uh, to your AI and say, uh, you know, this is what I want, and you'll find it. And and uh, but I it, I think that will be that is our chore today is how to how to get through the vast quantity of material. That's just kind of it's a it's a waterfall, and and each of us are are mere pipettes, and <laughs> how can we process all this stuff? So it's, I'm sure it's going to be just as uh, even even more of a uh, of a of a quandary in the future, looking through this vast quantity of material. And and you're right, going back a hundred years, we can you know whether it's the Seattle snow in in 1880 where there's only a dozen images or, or the Seattle fire the year before uh year or nine years later it's it's it, you only have a handful of images so it kind of makes it, it it makes each one a little more precious and what does that say about how we value images uh today when in place of a dozen we have a million you know how so i think we have to recreate a system that allows us to evaluate what's what's significant and 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 I just I, I I can only do that for myself at this point 
there's just uh, there's there's so much out there. So. Other thing that was cool about this storm, um, a couple things. All this stuff, you know, in, in previous storms, and part of my thesis is, is that this big snow of 2019, this is the first big snow in Seattle of the social media era. We've had some smaller storms in the last decade, but this is the first one where 99% of people have a smartphone in hand and 90% of people are on social media and sharing pictures. And I think that, that makes this storm very different from the one of 2008, where very few people had that kind of technology in their pocket, which I think is really cool. I think this, this makes this storm historic for reasons beyond the amount of snowfall or the number of days the city was shut down. This is like, this is the first one. And, and sure, in the social media age in the last 10 plus years or so, other cities of the world where snow happens every year, people have been taking pictures. But snow means more in Seattle because it is so rare and when it comes, it's so constricting and just shuts everything down. So it kind of, it makes this storm very special to me. And the fact that people are sharing stuff in real time on social media, whether it's uh, Facebook or Twitter or whatever, that, that was, that's never happened before for me. Usually it's like, You'll see some pictures a few days later, or there's something in the newspaper. But this, there was like real-time coverage of, of subtle differences in amounts of snowfall and kinds of snow all over Puget Sound. And that was just, I couldn't take my eyes away from that. Yeah, it, that, that was indeed wonderful. So you'd see, uh, you know, I mean, these are, the Northwest is made up of microclimates in any case. But we saw an example of this uh, just on Facebook in which people from, uh, from all over the area, were posting their instant reflections on and and the, the amount of snow they had out out their back door, and and that could change you know within a five mile radius. So that's the other thing we have is it gives us uh, an overall record of of exactly what was happening at any given minute during these these snowfalls, and of course. The other part of it is with Seattle snows is uh, they almost always fall and melt on the roads, laying down that slick layer of ice. <laughs> and so it's and I can attest to this going out and trying to take pictures of snow for the last 20 years or so. That layer of ice is is uh, makes makes any kind of travel, even if it's under a, a, the secondary layer of snow, it it makes it all all travel through snow in Seattle more treacherous than anywhere else because of that first melting mm -hmm. and then the snow laying on over the melting. So with thousands upon thousands upon thousands of people taking photos, uh, we we can experience the snow of the region and the subjective impressions of individuals looking at snow out their back door or on their front porch. And uh, and not have to go traveling over that incredibly <laughs> treacherous layer of ice. So that's I think that's that's another advantage. I, lives were saved by by uh, the uh, the sheer numbers of of cell phone images that ended up online. Yeah, no yeah. one had to go out in search of it unless you were going <laughs> sledding, and then you're just uh, you're just having a whale of a time. But in that, I, I would agree that's. Uh, that is a uh, you know that's 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 a big part of it is we can we can now focus in on on the minutia and the individual uh, joys that each of us experience <clears throat> rather than depending on uh, you know the the moderator to to tell us what we're looking at and and how we can perceive it. Every one of us contributes to this. And it becomes 
a, a sort of a, and I think that's part of the ritual now is with social media, we're all given the tools to interpret our our experiences of something so unique as a as a massive Seattle snow. Yeah. And and for me the iconic image of this snowstorm is a ruler stuck in somebody's backyard snowdrift. And that was like I saw I can't tell you how many dozens of images I saw from all over Puget Sound of different kinds of rulers or yardsticks in some cases stuck in a backyard snowdrift. That's like that's the iconic image for me that sticks out from this storm. That is that is it. And I and I uh I, I love the other one I loved was actually uh, just a, I, I think a, a found image of someone uh, going out to a parking lot. I think it was in North Seattle. And just as the snow began, just in an empty parking lot, spinning around in their in their car and, and creating <laughs> pretty glorious. It was it was like a flower design, <laughs> but it was it was kind of marvelous. And I and and these are. You know, it's these are all expressions of of delight. And I was thinking at the time, you know, if we were anywhere, if we were outside of uh, our particular general weather pattern, if we're in Juneau, Alaska, or if we're on the East Coast, it's really it, it's not that special. But it's just that you know where we are, this is so rare and delightful that uh, I think everybody just steps outside and wants to capture it. It's a. It's like uh, it's our equivalent of of an eclipse. You know? <laughs> I mean, it it is. We we we're, we're it arrives. Except we can't predict it with any with any regularity. So it's even it's even more uh, unique in Seattle when we when we walk outside and and there's a foot of snow on the ground. It's it's uh, it's kind of delightful. And isn't it wonderful how all the neighbors come out how in in winter time when most of us are are staying warm inside uh, avoiding the rains and you know we may wave to our neighbors isn't it I, I, the, when when snow falls these are where your neighborhood memories are made as well so you have all you have this passel of neighbors and the kids and everyone's out there uh sledding and throwing snowballs and 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 you know behaving in uh, in, in that wonderful and, and childlike fashion that that uh, uh, that we've many of us left behind and then the <laughs> snow brings it right back out yeah I feel like I'm friendlier when it snows I say hi to people more and I'm walking past them on the way to the coffee shop or whatever it's a little more it's like it's where we're, we're all sharing this community experience it's like we're all in this together and hey I, I feel a little more comfortable just saying hi to anybody which is wish I could be like that every day but oh well <laughs> <laughs> You've nailed it. That's the, you know, that's that is. Um, there are, I think, I think these are moments of carnival, in which, um, in which all of those, the the usual social barriers, fall, and when we find those moments in a community in a in a city, you know, we we, as I say, usually they're scheduled. Uh, it, it's it can be a Mardi Gras, but that's the. I think that's what happens with the Seattle snow is it's an unexpected holiday. And the aspect of carnival is that, that all bets are off, all rules are suspended. Nobody's going to work <laughs> and we're out there and we're just going to play. And the, the, I guess that's part of the, 
delight of of a Seattle snow is is that we 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 know that um, in, in a certain sense nothing formal or official is expected of us. We can't. It's it's mission impossible if we're trying to get to work. Huh. And in fact, isn't it wonderful when the weather service says, "Don't even bother." Don't go to work. Stay home. Are you nuts? <laughs> you know, and it and it gives us all an excuse to play. Yeah. It's just uh, and and get out there and take pictures because then we're you know we're capturing these these memories of play. So yeah, and it's um yeah. the one thing I noticed that it's uh all, and the way you describe it as a Mardi Gras or as a a, a unscheduled holiday. That's why it fits in so perfectly to social media with all these moments and these visual moments that are, you know make everything everything looks different. You're standing out in front of your house, but it looks very different from it did, the way it did two days ago. And I wonder, part of me wonders if, like, say the next big storm snowstorm in Seattle is scheduled for a decade from now, as they typically are, will people still be as excited? Well, because this this seemed like people went nuts with their cameras and with Facebook and Twitter and Instagram and stuff, just because it was just all these all these moments that people hadn't had in Seattle in the past decade. Um, I wonder if they'll if that that wonder or that that will that interest in sharing things on these platforms will still be there for this next big storm, whether it's five, ten, or fifteen years from now. Any any thoughts on that? You know, I I guess I'd say that whatever social media becomes in the next ten, fifteen years, we're 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 never going to lose the uh, the joy of direct experience, and. It, the interpretation of that experience may change. We may come to understand it in different ways, and we, we may communicate it in different ways. But the snow is rare enough that uh, if it doesn't happen for ten years, which it probably won't, in this to this degree or more, uh, the the experience of 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 change and the reinterpretation of the landscape in which everything is covered with you know, with with this kind of clean white blanket, that's so unique. It's uh, have you ever seen the artist Christo at work? You know, his mm-hmm. his his big drapings of bridges and and reinterpreting enormous sections of landscape, islands and bridges. Uh, that's sort of what snow does uh, <laughs> to Seattle because we we don't see it that often. So, in that sense, I think that I think. Because of its rarity and because of the way it momentarily, only usually for a, a few days at most, alters our landscape, I think we'll always be looking at that with excited and fresh and childlike eyes. And, uh, and I, I, I can't imagine a world in which um, uh, social media will blunt that. In fact, I think this is what pulls us you know, into direct contact with the with a, a, the world outside, and I I think Seattleites are particularly susceptible to to those kinds of direct contacts. Well, Gene Sherrard, thank you so much for sharing your insights about snow and social media and photography in Seattle. This has been just this is a conversation that's almost as fun as playing out in the snow. Thanks, Felix. Thank you to Gene Sherrard for speaking with me for this episode of Columbia Conversations from the Washington State Historical Society. The column Gene produces with Paul Dorpat is available at seattletimes.com, and the two also collaborate on a blog at pauldorpat.com. For more information about Columbia Magazine or to subscribe, please visit washingtonhistory.org. I'm Felix Bunnell. <laughs>